0: Welcome to episode 8 of the J. Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J. Bunny. So, uh, back on August 5th, the New York Renaissance Fair opened for their 2017 season, which is their 40th year open, and I've been there every weekend, just hanging out and enjoying myself, as I've done every year since, like, 2005. Um, So... While I was there uh, this past weekend, I interviewed the band Three Pints Shy, which uh, has been a band, a Ren Fair band that I've been a fan of since 2005, as I mentioned uh, in in the interview. So uh, I'm not sure. This may or may not be the only uh, Ren Fair type uh, interview I get this season. I, I'm not certain yet. There's uh, some other bands that are going to be playing the fair in upcoming weeks uh, that I hope to interview but who knows like like I always say this is uh, this whole thing is a work in progress it happens when it happens, it happens as it happens but in any event uh, this is my, my first uh, interview with a band that's not some sort of a hard rock or metal band and uh, I really hope you guys enjoy it uh, so without further ado, here's Three Pine Shy. So what's up everybody it's Jay Bunny, I'm here at the Blue uh, no I'm not at the Blue Boar, I am at the Rusty Knife at the New York <laughs> Renaissance Fair with... Three points Shy, I've got David Anthony, Robbie Taylor, Dave Nikoski, also known as the Creepy Bard.
1: Um, so how are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, Just doing had a sure. couple great sets, so yeah. I'm feeling good. Uh, in case you hear random sounds in the background, again we are at Thrusty Knife, so they're saying out to the tipper and banging a gong. We don't feel and right and saying
2: no tipping for the next twenty minutes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's in our rider, you guys. Come
0: on.
2: <laughs> no one gets tipped for three pine shy.
0: So I probably first became aware of Three Pine Shy in two thousand and five, which was the first season that I had bought a season pass to this fair. Um, but my understanding is that the band actually formed in 03 or 04, so how, how did Three Punch Shy come together?
1: Well, it started off in a uh, a dockside bar in Marrakesh where... No, I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> think there's like a dock in Marrakesh. Um, so 2004, right? It, it, uh, I think it was at 03. Uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, John Siragar... Um, in response to the, the, uh, Vixens, uh, or the, and, well, they're Sirens, now the Simon Sirens Sirens Yeah, but I think, yeah, were they, the, I think, anyway. I think they were just the singing wenches at Yeah, the, point. the singing wenches at the time, uh, John, I think, jokingly said to someone in charge, hey, you know what, we should have a, a guy group that, you know, does pub songs, and the person went, yeah, do it, and John went, uh, okay, okay, <laughs> and so it ended up being, um... Myself, Robbie Taylor, uh, John Sirigar, Chant McLeod, uh, Gino Murphy, and Rob Padini. And Rob Padini, yeah. And uh, so we got together a couple songs and we started playing at uh, Greenfield Commons. Oh, sadly lamented Greenfield Commons. Greenfield
2: (laughs) Commons was a great place to play because you had, you know, all those really pretty... Women working, young women, very young women, old girls. um, (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't say that. (laughs) Working, just saying. Um, Sixteen, basically 16 to 18 year olds you yeah. had working there and they were serving that doesn't the food doesn't make it better man and they were so bored that they were like basically cheering us as if we were like a bigger deal than we were and I think it's such a shame because it was such a place that built like an aura around us that was yeah. in my opinion largely undeserved yeah, we sort of, of like ended up more or less sort of living up to the hype that they started I really think they are responsible for
1: the oh yeah woo three point shot that existed because you know they yeah it was you, a scene and was, we you know we started off With the. Well, we're all pretty. (laughs) I am gonna say, I'm sure that that Robbie and Tim's asses didn't hurt. Well.
2: Oh, Tim Ott was in it too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. True. Um, (laughs) How did I forget Tim? Uh, But yeah, we. Because he abandoned us for college. (laughs) uh, Like a jerk wanting to better himself. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we basically came at it with a point of, you know what? Let's pretend that we are rock stars, you guys. Come on. Our character right now is we are rock stars. So we were, you know, kind of just, you know, Pretending that we were rock stars. And And it uh, somehow managed to work.
2: And I guess with the loss of Gino, um, Gino I think just didn't want to do it.
1: He just wasn't into it. And
2: Pidini was, I think he couldn't do Fair, I suppose was his thing that year. I think so,
1: yeah. He was doing like a couple different bands. So So
2: the second year, they um, auditioned people and they literally were holding auditions, popped their head out of the hall and said, anybody else want to audition? I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't even there for that audition. I was there for something (laughs) else. (laughs) And I sang this silly improv song that I had made up. that basically was like an improv with they shout out suggestions, which we've never done. It's the My My Lad. You remember it? No. Yeah. And oh my, my lad, oh I feel so, so, so. Oh, yeah, I do remember But they never bothered to do it. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, and so when I came in, Three Pine Shy already had a, a, a following right. and a CD and popularity. And for me, it was coming in not from the ground, but from the second year where they already are established. It was absolutely baffling to me because I didn't understand that it was about... Pretending like you're the greatest band on earth, Mm. and everyone buying into it. So I was sort of seeing what we were doing, which was good. Like it was great. It was fine. Yeah. Um. But the reaction was so disproportionate. You know, then it just bewildered. I just Mm. used to shake my head, coming off stage, going like, "Just doesn't make any sense." Because that's (laughs) not not how my world had ever operated. You know. Yeah. I mean,
1: and a lot of our uh, songs and our stage persona is very improv based so we're you know we're like taking suggestions for songs and stuff and it's we're was like
3: five minutes worth of song and 15 minutes
1: worth of improv yeah which is kind of what we figured out at one <laughs> of really our earlier yeah. today yeah so then ten
2: years went by and we got David Makovsky yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, I joined because
3: frankly because Chant McLeod had to go take care of family right, right. like some and,
1: responsible person uh, or something
3: and and so, so David Anthony came up to me and uh, uh, when we, we were both working the New York fair that year, and he came up to me and was like, hey, you
2: want to join a band? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I was so stupid. He's like, (laughs) I "I play music all the time. And truth be told, I don't know if he knows this, but one of the big reasons I got Dave Makovsky is because I'm like going, okay, who can learn all this music that we have? Because by the time we had like 60 to 70 songs that we knew, at least. Who can learn the songs without us rehearsing a whole lot. Like who will already know these songs or pick up on him? And he's just kind of like a miracle worker. You know, he's the type of guy where you sing the first eight bars of a song he doesn't know and he's playing it, you know, before the end of it. It's obnoxious. Um, it's really No, really it's obnoxious. fantastic. I'm I have an idiot no guitar- savant.
3: emphasis on the idiot.
2: <laughs> I have no guitar ambition, so
0: it's fantastic for me because yeah, I'm I just mean, like, play this. <laughs> um, so Uh, I heard you guys on uh, Daniel Greenwald's Gingerosity podcast, and and on that podcast and also last weekend during the 40th uh, anniversary celebration of the fair. Uh, David, you had mentioned that uh, there were quite a few former members you'd mentioned just before Gino who I was never aware of. Um, did, did you guys have, met him. Did you guys have a lot of uh, or, or maybe Robbie might be able to better answer Do you did you guys have a lot of like turnover in the early years that you have so many former members?
2: No. Uh,
1: not a huge amount of turnover. I mean we've
2: had well that after that first year, by the second year when I came in because Gino was out, Padini, he kind of hung around for a year and a half. Right, yeah. For a year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. and it's even on another long, dangerous year, the CD. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of coming in and singing, you know, sort of in my area for a little while. But after that second year, when it became myself, Robbie, Chant, Timot, and Jonathan, for the next seven, eight years, we did the rest of the four years affair mm-hmm. with that core Sorry. of five, and then did like sort of three wheels of, uh, three years of trying to, you know, do the the New York City and the pub scene, mm-hmm. and then. Right, and then the Makovsky came. So we were a pretty like cohesive group for a long yeah. time.
0: Now in those early times, I remember uh, Don Kilcoyne playing with you guys. Was he considered a member, or was he just
1: helping out? Or I mean, <laughs> honestly, I kind of feel like anybody who's ever really helped us out is at mm-hmm. least you know par- at least partially a member. Okay. I don't half pint. <laughs> half pint. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, for me like.
2: I've seen him I've seen him play with them um, I've never really considered but there are people who come in there are people coming because, me like oh I used to be in Three pint Shy and I'm like going really <laughs> <laughs> and apparently I was there I don't have a good memory for things well like, for example Rick ne- okay here I'll, I'm, I'll I'm gonna throw this sounds. logic out here uh-huh. so Rick Nestler yes has played with us formally once before We're like Rick we need help right mm. and he's going to play with us again coming up in Connecticut however and we've made him a little pin. John's like, make him a pin. So I made him a pin. I don't know who's gonna pay for it, but someone made him a pin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right now
2: it's Vox. Right now it's my money. Um, but however, if we were to say Rick Nestler was a member of Three Pie Shy, wouldn't that be a step down for him? Wouldn't for he just for be Rick, had?
1: for Rick, it probably would because <laughs> he's quite frankly with Pete Seeger. Yeah, like yeah, he's like Rick, a real Rick is one of those people that we a lot of our, especially our earlier songs were songs where we were like. Hey Rick, just did that really cool song. Uh, can hey Rick, um, can we can we play that song? I mean, he's a
2: legit like historical folks.
1: Yeah, like he ne- again he has played with Pete Seeger and you know people like that, Arlo Guthrie and whatnot. I was not aware of that. I only oh, ever
0: yeah. I had only ever known him from here, and then the you know in concert with here you know he was in the Crimson
1: Pirates for a year or two. ta da. Oh, yeah. or, or maybe or yeah. maybe still is. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, he's like a legitimate. <laughs> You know the folk Chant, singer badass. Chant
2: McCloud, yes. who is probably the most talented individual I've ever known in my life, he played in pub sing and learned to play guitar by watching Rick Nestler during pub sing. Oh wow. That's how that's how Chant talks about it.
1: Okay. I mean I I learned to play guitar by watching Chant and Rick. Okay. So <laughs> and now Makovsky. Right. Which I does me know because he by plays it up as so went along. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, uh, you guys had mentioned uh, Jonathan. Uh, he had a health scare last weekend. Yeah. You, you'd said it was okay to, to talk about this. Um, he was unable to perform with the band. You had Matt Young filling in. Can yeah. you guys share any news about how John's doing? Uh,
1: I have spoken
0: <laughs> gonna
2: be with really John. It's really embarrassing if things change by the time this goes uh, out. <laughs> oh <laughs> All right, God. go ahead. What's well, happening so right w- now?
1: Last I spoke to John. This is a recording of this. Yes, this is a recording. Uh, he has had a couple of. Uh, trans ischemic strokes which are apparently the milder form of strokes it's not like a grand mal or a petite mal or anything like that but i mean shit it's a stroke right sorry can we curse it's the internet is it bad i'm just thinking of
2: stroke puns
1: well, yeah, because we came terrible. In mind.
0: Oh, why did we not I use that? I don't know. Oh, shit. You got team shows like Using
3: yeah. using Matt to replace John temporarily was a stroke of genius. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay. A master stroke, if you will. All right. Anyway, so he's he's feeling better. He's at home, uh, thank God. Uh, but he's you know going stir crazy because he wants to be here and he misses all of us. And right. if he has a he heart attack as well, would that be a breaststroke? <laughs> oh, God. Will you stop thinking of these? He's already had one. Don't put that out in the the ether, man. Jesus Christ. If it's put out in the form of a joke, then it's fine. No! Well, you know what? We're just going to creatively disagree one right on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Yeah, so, uh, last I spoke to him, he was doing all right. Uh, his tests appear, clear. Be, yeah, the tests his appear MRI, clear. His MRI,
2: his MRA, yeah. which I guess is an MRI for arteries. Um... Look clear, he is home. He was in the hospital for about five days, I think. Yeah. Um, And he is home, uh, you know, with his wife, who's basically saying, like, Don't let him
1: drink. (laughs) Don't let him drink. (laughs) Don't let him do anything you know more for us. Right. So well, mm-hmm. let's, let's let's get to hear that he's doing well. Yeah. Um
0: now I knew that he as you mentioned he the previous had a heart attack and had to skip the season. Uh you you Robbie yourself had skipped a, a fair season or two. Uh, Dave there were About some three in a row. Yeah, so I was just wondering with all of you guys at different points in time having taken time off from fair and 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 sort of the the band um, is there any member or combination of members' absences that would cause you guys to have to cancel dates or anything? Well, it used to be Chant. Yeah. Like Chant
2: used to be the one because early on in the days, Chant was really the main. He was basically the guitarist. Yeah. And the rest of us didn't really play any anything, kind of intro. Right, there was no yeah. drum. I think my penny whistle was minimal. Um, you know, <laughs> my,
1: my, my guitar was pretty much but a you, song
2: i mean those like there's like two three like like so yeah um and so he used to be indispensable you know there are degrees um makovsky by and large needs to be filled in for is it possible for the for johnny and myself and robbie to do uh a three pint shy set Oh, yeah, sure yeah you sure but i think that that as for the the band suffering and quality, I think losing Makovsky is, is, is at this, the number yeah, one on at this
1: point. Yeah. Right,
2: right. But it doesn't have to do with charisma. It's thank more thank about you for like all of that pressure on me. <laughs> yeah. Take care of yourself, yeah. jerk. <laughs> which, that really <laughs> makes I you think, think about. Which really is why we I'll have. Eat when I'm ready
1: to eat. I'm gonna go. Not <laughs> that he should feel
2: guilty about being gone in, for Connecticut next weekend.
1: Yeah, not that he should feel terrible. Well, he must really have it. a good reason
2: because hey, like that sucker pays.
1: <laughs>
3: Rob, I'm
2: serious. I'm like, it's got to be a real thing because, like, K. Hey, I'm just sitting here reevaluating
3: really my life decisions.
2: <laughs> oh, now you're doing it. I've yeah. been
3: doing it constantly for the last 10 I would, years. I <laughs> would
2: like to think I'm the second most irreplaceable, but... Mm. Got, well, Robbie is definitely the most replaceable, mm. for sure. Well... Some would argue... I mean, our quality goes up when he's gone. Guys. But... You're, you're both uglier
3: than sin, so... All right, no, that's, that's absolutely valid, that is, that's absolutely valid right there,
1: yeah.
3: Oh, man. You're both equally replaceable.
2: Yay! Aww. I mean, really, they just got me because they needed another white guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had to fill a quota, so... I mean, it was too ethnic. Even uh, Padini they...
2: was Italianish.
1: Yeah. So, we're here at New York Fair. You guys mm. started at this fair. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: but
0: in general, how did you guys get started in Ren Fairs? Right.
1: Uh, honestly, a I was doing a, uh, a Shakespeare show at the American Globe Theater, and um, uh, Kelly McKinnon, who used to work here, uh, she invited me to, she was like, hey, you like Shakespeare, right? And I went, yeah. You, uh, you, do you fight any? I was like, yeah, kind of. You should come <laughs> uh, audition for the New York Renaissance Fair. And I went, okay, cool. And so, you know, not really knowing anything, having never seen, like, a real fair, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, sure. And, uh, you know, we're rehearsing in the city, and it's all fine and great, and then the first day we came up here for on-site rehearsal, I just walked around and went, Jesus Christ, this is for real! They've got
2: buildings and stuff! The fact places like this exist... I have a a very similar story. I had friends of mine, when I first moved to New York, I had friends who, like, going, I have auditioned for fair for five years and I've never gotten in. But you juggle, David. You're sure to get in. I'm like, I do <laughs> juggle. Let's go. So I auditioned and um, got called back. I Chris Detroit auditioned. I remember I did my improv and it was like, use a hat and different words. I'm like, no, it's this, no, sailor. And We're looking, no, it's a bib. And like I did like basically rapid fire. He goes like, yeah. he rolls his eyes, goes, I guess creativity isn't a problem for you (laughs) and he he called me back because he clearly like you know hated me but i could do the job so uh then i uh I was called back, but I had something to do upstate, and I went out to my friends who basically came to the audition with me to basically fail again and watch me, and and I was like, I can't do the callback, I said, I've got this thing upstate, and they grabbed me like, no, David, I'm going to live a fair life vicariously through you, you are going back, so I went to callback, I got in, and I had the same experience for Robbie, like, I walked over the hill from the old costume shop where the ski lodge is now, came over the hill and saw buildings, and I was like what is going on like a whole town exists just for Renaissance
1: fair and the whole Renaissance fair community I had no idea about like no, it's a whole world yeah
2: that didn't exist
1: so, so many things I've gotten now like most of the you know jobs friends everything has been vicariously through fair one way or the other at this I gotta point say,
2: I think with the changes in, in in casting you know because I think they tend to cast people who have who, who, who auditioned because they love fair, right? Well, we had knew nothing about it, but they must come and go like, yep, I've been coming here since I was seven. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: now I'm Like, we were just, it. you know, actors like, oh, okay, another okay. audition, cool. Another thing you to
3: do. So, Mikofsky, what about you? Well, I've been going to fairs since I was a kid, uh, so, so See, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm the weird one out who's, who's just always always went to fairs, loved fairs, but figured I could never make a living off of it, so instead I went to Theological Seminary to become a rabbi, and <laughs> I am not joking, and it was about oh, halfway through my rabbinical training that I realized I didn't want to be a rabbi after all. He's like, I'm never going to do fire breathing in this school. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Actually, well, at weddings, yes, but, um, so, so I, I went ahead and finished out the course just so I could get a degree, and, and then I graduated and realized my degree was kind of worthless, mm. so I went into contracting, uh, which my father had done for years and had taught me how to do, and with the, with the, with the, with the, th- with the thought that, you know, that, that no matter how bad the economy gets, Contractors will always have a living, because toilets <laughs> always break. Right. I found out that that's not true. <laughs> uh, I, I, I graduated from, from, from the seminary and went into contracting in 2008, just as the financial crisis hit, and I found out that in reality, contractors are the first ones to go <laughs> in the event of a financial crisis. So my business lasted for maybe two and a half years before I went under. And at that point i was looking for a job the financial crisis was still in full swing so i couldn't find any work anywhere and finally i just out of just boredom and desperation i decided i'm gonna grab my guitar throw on some garb and go out to central park and sing irish drinking songs on a street corner and see what happens and at the end of the month i had enough money to pay all my bills oh, wow. and that's when i realized why have I been wasting my life up until now doing things I don't actually want to do? I'm going to just do the, the, the thing that I prefer to do, I'm going to so. waste
1: my life doing things I don't <laughs> want to <Yeah>. do. <laughs> so... The funniest thing is I remember actually seeing him while I was in line to go see something at uh, Shakespeare in the Park. I remember seeing yeah. him play. I, saw I was him like, on... wow, that guy, I bet you he works at fairs. <laughs> I, saw
2: him, oh. I, I saw David Kosky on the subway in New York City before I met him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah so so yeah so
3: after doing that for a few months I, I auditioned for the New York Fair because it was the closest one to me and, <laughs> and when I got and when I got there and you know showed them I had, I had a you know the, my, 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 my my headshot was, was me in garb and they're like you know wait you actually do this and I'm like yeah I sing in Central Park for a living and they're, and they're looking through my resume and they're like why have you not been working with us before because like, I was wasting my life being a rabbi and a
2: carpenter call me Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I have a question with your degree, do you like have some sort of tat, the title? Like, are you technically Rabbi Makovsky, or do you have to like? No, no, no,
3: no. I never actually got through the final ordination. So no. if I if I wanted to do ordination, I had to do another two years. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. But I don't feel like that. I just I just like to have have a degree so that I can say I'm educated, even though the degree hasn't done me a bit of practical use. Stay in school, kid. <laughs> Dude, BFA in acting. Yeah. I have Come a on.
2: I have a B.A. in Theatre and Psychology.
0: I have two B.A.'s in Theatre and uh, History. Well, I was summa cum laude! (laughs) I never got my B.A. I was a semester away and was involved in a horrible car accident. Oh, Oh. (laughs) Jesus. Um, (laughs) so... We'd uh, bring the room down, Jay. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, now this interview's about you. No, <laughs> no, no. No. I, I, uh, no I should
2: interview myself sometimes. There's two different voices. Anyway, see, I got to with a list. sweat
0: screen. See, because I started this, my son actually decided he wanted to do a podcast, and his first and so far only episode was interviewing me. So there's sure. a podcast out there of me being interviewed by my nine-year-old son. No, we You reproduced? Yeah, I've got a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Oh my god, that's terrible. If I was
2: interviewing you, I'd be like, "So I remember back in the day, you always." dressing like a rabbit and now you're jay bunny how did you decide to do that
0: (laughs) oh so there's a story there uh there was when i was in college I was going to William Patterson. There was a Sam Goody in a mall down the road from the college that was going out oh, I of business, Sam and so I was going in there to buy a bunch of discounted CDs and DVDs. And yeah. There was this really hot chick that worked there at the register. Always. And there was a there was another friend of mine that had got had made me aware of the Suicide Girls, and so <laughs> while I was oh, right. so while I was in Sam Goody, on um, they had a wall of employee picks, and there was a DVD there like a Suicide Girls they had done like a burlesque tour, and it uh, was that a,
3: takes me back to that. (laughs)
0: so there was a dvd of their burlesque tour and i so i bought it and the girl whose pick it was was the was the hot chick at the register oh wow so (laughs) so she's like she's like i you know this is our last copy and i was gonna buy it if it was still here at the end of the day but you got it so so good on you uh, so this was in 07 when people still used AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, yeah. We exchanged screen Ooh. names and got to talking. Nice. And so we'd never hung out outside mm. of Sam Goody. I was going there a lot. I was seeing her a lot. I... Pretzels, apparently. I guess they want pretzels. Uh, so we were talking on AIM one night, and she's talking as if we had hung out. and and we'd like, and I'm, So I'm just playing along. Because anybody <laughs> that knows me from here knows that while in... Uh, private I guess I'm kind of shy but in public or whatever um, I tend to be outgoing and sort of center of attention sometimes and so but so this was in private but I just wanted to see where it was going mm-hmm. and so she's going and the story's getting crazier and crazier and I'm playing along and she's and she says to me and then you put on that bunny costume and things got really out of hand and, and at that point I broke character as it were I was like you're going to make me buy a bunny costume aren't you so like, oh,
1: you wouldn't do that uh, Bam! So, how many stupid things have we all done because oh, a girl dude, yeah. dared us? And so, yeah, and Christ. so,
0: this happened to be around Easter time. So, bunny costumes were real easy to come by. Went to Party City, <laughs> bought a bunny costume for fifty bucks. Went to Sam Goody on their closing day in the bunny costume, and uh, you know, because I was trying to get with this chick. It turned out she was engaged to the store manager. And, uh, uh,
2: well, he's going to be unemployed. So, well, yeah. and, and so, also a familiar
0: story. But so, at that point. I had the costume, right, and and although the management of the New York Renaissance Fair frowns upon it now, back then, 11 years ago, mm. Black Monday. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember when you guys did the kiss makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the year before that, I just had somebody put fucking glitter in my hair and did my hair weird. I didn't really do anything. And then it was like, all right, what am I going to do? Well, I bought this costume. I might as well just use it, and then it sort of took on a life of its own from there. <laughs> so wow. that's how that happened. Um, so, you guys have played here, you've played at other fairs we mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, you're going to be playing at other fairs as well. Uh, again, back in about 10 years ago, shortly after Jay Bunny was born, mm-hmm. um, you guys played the Spring Awakening fair, of which Jay Bunny, it's a great segue here, Jay Bunny was like a central character of that storyline, although since the draw was not great we didn't really follow the storyline at all but so you guys played there and my understanding was that your sets were recorded for what was supposed to be a live album that never came out what yeah.
2: happened but wait a minute wasn't that
0: that was in the hotel yeah yeah, yeah 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 it was on a hotel on route 46 in Oh, what the shit town was that? So you're asking, like, there was supposed
2: to be a live recording, but they didn't come out. What happened? Yeah,
0: there was a recording. It was there. I know it existed. Carol Peterson had the recording. Sure,
2: sure. Well, I don't know a lot about sound, but apparently you can't just throw mics up there. (laughs) You can't just plug mics in and put them in and then have a good live album, I guess is what it was. It was the tracks were listened to, and they weren't put Mm, togetherable for whatever reason.
1: I would very much still like to hear them. I mean, that, that's going to be on our uh, Three Punch Eye anthology. <laughs> it's Three Punch
2: Eye now that we're gone.
1: <laughs> I
0: think that might have been one of the last things that you guys did with with the six piece, including I, Padini. I think so, actually. Because uh, you guys yeah, did that Padini. and you played that party that Rob Pavarnik had, and I haven't seen mm-hmm. Padini since. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. But I, let me tell you, Rob Padini's doing some fantastic things. He's basically producing and directing. Um, he, like, is like a guy who goes and puts things together. I'm, I had lunch with him like a week and a half ago. Oh good. And uh, no, he's, just so you know, he's doing really fantastic oh, that's things as like, you know, so, you know. So that just goes adult. to show,
1: as soon as you leave Three Pine Shy, you're gonna do <laughs> you're, you're, fine. All right, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! oh dear God. So would
0: you guys consider trying to do a live album again? And maybe do it right? I think it would be you fun. Know, I
1: would
2: really, I mean, Talking brass tacks, I I would really like to have someone who is familiar with recording live albums. Yeah. Because the thing about live albums is you only have one shot to do it unless you're going to find another thing and, you know, do it again. It's not like a studio where you can listen, okay, here's what's going on. So the setup needs to be good, right? Yeah. And so I I would like, personally, I'd like to have someone, you know, who, who would do that. And I guess it would just be like, Three Punch Shy favorite songs that, you know, from our other albums, plus another couple that we've done, you know, that are exciting live.
0: Now, speaking of your albums, I noticed that all of them say Because I Was Bored Productions. Outside of your stuff, I've never heard of that, like, company or whatever. So, um, can you tell me a bit more
1: about what that is? Well, Well, that's I have no idea what
0: it is. All I know is they send me money every now and then.
3: (laughs) That's uh,
1: that's John's uh, production company, yeah. Like, he started a uh, production company... (laughs) Uh, so we would, yeah. So we have like, the way he's got an LLC or something. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's uh, the production company that puts out our stuff.
2: As far as I know, as far as I know, it was formed for the sole purpose oh, of being show, a yeah. being the LLC for Three Show. Oh. Right. John would know better, but shh, he's not here. Mm. But he has left us
1: alone temporarily.
2: So By the way, have for, you guys noticed that we are not doing play the last
1: jig? Yes,
2: Mom, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't put it on like a set. List. No, it's no. not right it at this point. It's like uh, I'm no. not singing that until Sorry, he's, to, he's to,
3: up and about. To and fill back. people in, Jonathan
2: yeah. Seargar wrote, Play the last jig, which is about a musician who is playing his last night on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's his last time. So it's about like about what he thinks about life, his his life, and what he thinks about death mm. and going from. You know, playing to not playing.
1: If I remember, he wrote that after the heart attack.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, it feels like All right, he now,
3: now he's got to write like three new songs, or at least two, because he had <laughs> two strokes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you guys formed at a Ren Fair. You've played at bars, as you said. Mm-hmm. I know that you guys have played a wedding. I've seen you guys play at a pool hall. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you've played music festivals. A bar mitzvah. A bar, oh, okay. bar mitzvah. I was going to say, what's the strangest place, the strangest venue, or the strangest <laughs> event that you've played It's you play got to be the at. bar mitzvah.
2: I don't think it was there for the bar mitzvah. So, I wasn't there for that um, either. I'll tell you a little bit about bar mitzvah. If you guys think of another one, you can. But So it was a bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah combination. And there is a family that are big fans of ours. And the kids like us. And so they decided, OK, we're bar mitzvah. We're going to invite Three Pine Shy. We love them. And the family, mom, you know, mom really likes us. Mm. The kids really like us. The dad is like all right whatever you want dear but we get there right and we're singing and all the extended family is there like all the grandparents and great aunts and great uncles and i could feel them going like what is happening here like, why are they here and what like we're singing drinking songs and like this rite of passage and i remember i was looking i looked over at chant feeling the first two songs were like you this know one of your guys' n- no, <laughs> no. A gentleman just picked up a uh, powder brush on the ground, which uh, is not ours, but I will be taking it because I have use for it. So I looked over at Chant, knowing the first songs did not go over well—that okay. we sang them and all these old people like going, like,
1: "How dare
2: you come into this sacred event?" And I looked at Chant. I go, "We're playing for us now, right?" He goes, "Yep." You know, and we did our set. Uh, we're still friends with that family, so. I guess they abandoned the rest of their family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have a weirder one? No. I mean, I always mean, I I wild. One, the one at the Iron Chef wild thing wild was baby. pretty weird to me. You
3: think well, I strange. mean, I get
0: hired
2: for that next year. It was I, great. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was fun. What was weird about it?
0: No, is that it is was, that somehow affiliated with the TV show or no? No, it was, uh, it, was the, it was it was basically it was it was
3: a local county fair where all of the local uh, you know groups, the fire department, the police department, the library, the whatever, you the know, marines, they, 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 they the, all they all put a bunch of folks together to do uh, an Iron Chef competition. Yeah, uh, you know, each each one made a thing, and 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 they just wanted entertainment there. there. So we were playing it along with another band called Hillbilly Parade. Yeah, mm. uh, <laughs> they were awesome. We so were, they were they were yeah. fantastic. They were awesome, and it was and and I really hope to run into them again at some point. Uh, but it was just for me, it was kind of surreal that okay, we're at a county fair in rural upstate New York playing for a bunch of policemen, firemen and librarians and uh, with Irish drinking songs going back and forth between us and a bluegrass country band. And that, that that was odd to me personally. You know the The odder part though was watching you and John doing the uh, doing the raffle later. <laughs> That's a good time. The
1: the remember the benefit for the Oliver Wolcott library where we did it we did a set At this lady's house, like in the back of her really expensive house, where she and a bunch of other friends had, they were dressed in like actual medieval garb, not like renaissance, but medieval garb, like jerkins and whatnot. So we're all set up, you know, and we're playing our songs and these people are kind of looking at us like, why are you here exactly? (laughs) And they're eating turkey legs off of like wooden plates and whatnot. I think that was probably the only time
2: that we've been hired by the 1%. Mm. to play one of their fundraisers, which is what it was. She was holding this at her big, beautiful house in a big setup, you know, in order, you know, to to raise money for the library.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody ended up getting into it by the end of the night, but it was like... I did catering so long, like, I'm used to, like, being in that, you know... Oh, no, no, it wasn't so much that, it was just that it felt like a weird dichotomy of just going... Most like the only the hostess and her husband know (laughs) anything about it at all. And these people are kind of you know, they had like an archery thing set up and like you know, axe throwing, and it was like it was pretty serious. They spent some serious damn (laughs) money, and then here we are, these jerks just coming in, we're gonna make dick jokes, let's do our set, guys. And they're kind of like they're just eating their you know cuisine, turkey legs. They, and just so. they, ended, up yeah, they us. ended up liking us. I think There's as they a lot got of drunker. Food. Yeah, oh yeah, we a lot of great, great food.
0: Too. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now do you guys find that it's easier to play at like Ren Fairs and maybe even specifically this one where you've got a built-in audience versus playing in bars where you've got to draw people? Oh, my absolutely. my yeah. personal
2: feeling is that Ren Fair people are our crowd. They are our people. They get our jokes they like our songs. Like it's almost like by being at a ren fair, they already have a predisposition, you know, of you know enjoying what references. what we do. Um, yeah. and that's my thought on it and so yeah Ren Fairs are always like better to do they're more fun people I would say more people come to travel two hours to come to see us at a Ren Fair than will travel on the subway for 40 minutes to see us yeah. at a bar yeah right? I was going to say right? like
0: those pool hall shows were, didn't really draw you know so.
2: sometimes they do sometimes they don't but I think the thing about those is it really takes a lot of personal effort on our part of always posting always keeping interested messaging like hey you coming you are coming you are coming and you know it, 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 it's a tough seen in yeah. Manhattan. And I it, mean, that was in Warwick, New
1: York, the pool hall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's great to have, you know, our, our fans waving to as, some as of hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. You want to talk to them? But there's also something fun about having people sort of... Don't get distracted. You know, You're about to
2: they ask questions. But
1: uh, we're having, by, like, sort of winning over a group of people who have no idea who we are or yeah. anything, just seeing them go, wait, these guys are okay. Wait, I kind of like these guys. Hey, that's pretty good. I like the, Hey, okay. I, I think I might buy one of
2: their CDs. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question here. So we had two fans come by. Um, mind if I say your names?
1: Go ahead.
2: Sunny and Abigail, and they have been fans for of ours for a very very long time. Eleven years, twelve, yeah. maybe more. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and ask them. So, so back in the day, <laughs> when you first started liking it, what is it that you liked about Three Point Shy? Like, what was it?
4: Uh, My be to say. Yeah, you're funny. Yeah.
3: And, yeah, the fact that you're all good-looking doesn't hurt. Oh. Um, <laughs>
2: you know, nice Don't bucks. get excited, Makovsky. This was back in the day. We're, not, we're making judgments as to now. No, because... Fine, actually, I'm the nice, ugly really one. Well, actually, Robbie, we you're might the ugly, be the ugly talented ones too now. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> no, we, yeah, you your you know, your energy was awesome.
1: Yeah. Mm, cool. It was and, awesome.
0: You're really funny.
1: And the internet you're really hyper. Yeah. And you
0: involved the audience. And it was just,
2: it was more of a... You know that might be another thing about what makes us work at rent fairs better than bars. When you're at a bar, a lot of times you're with your friends and you're drinking. You have other things you want to do. So maybe like, let me tell you a joke about like, you know, the difference between boats
1: and bananas. Like, maybe yeah. they, you
2: know, maybe they don't want to hear. difference?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can ride both. Of, anyway. Um, yeah.
3: I have ridden a banana boat. The banana boat. Fair play. So
1: let right. probably get off this topic.
3: <laughs> One of them has, has to be
1: cleaned else? before you write it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> both of them oh, should be. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. What's so, next? So you
0: guys have a bunch of a bunch of improv songs. Mm-hmm. The, the Irish drinking song and Heaven There Is No Beer and, and Countries. Alone. Is that the name of the song? I know you guys have referred to it as that. We, it we as call it Countries. Yeah. But but the it was, yeah. Um, are there any suggestions for those songs that you're absolutely tired of hearing?
2: Uh, you know... I don't get tired of a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm pretty good about like, okay, because we've been singing these same songs, a lot of the same songs for the same, but there are suggestions that come up over and over and over again. So Westeros. Westeros. Harry yeah. Potter yeah. comes up.
1: Um, I mean, but that's the thing though. Narnia. Is- Narnia, Narnia comes up a lot. Yes. A lot more than you think. Yeah. But we are so kind of ADHD that we try to find new rhymes instead of you know leaning on the same the one same over and over again right just because we get bored of saying it and hearing it so we're just trying to you know keep our minds active so yeah. it's it's kind of you get the same places but you often will come from it from a different angle yeah you're right yeah. new
2: verses unfortunately these worlds tend to be so big there's yeah. a million things to do about you know westeros it's just yeah, we, we we hear them a lot. But we like got Candyland once and we like Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I like when we
3: get the obscure countries because it, it enables me to do a verse while they can't. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I know now, geography. How the hell do you know all that stuff? I'm just I, 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 I read a lot and watch a lot of documentaries. Okay. I'm just I I, I just absorb knowledge everywhere. I feel like I'm most
0: like, of most of your verses that involve like
1: real obscure countries you always end with look it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, wait. Ask him how many languages he speaks. How many languages do you speak?
3: Right. I, I I only
1: speak four languages. Ask only him one. how many languages he sings in. How many languages do you sing in? Somewhere around 30. Jesus
2: Wow. Right? It was 17 right? like two months ago. And
1: hes his yeah. like, life's <laughs> like, getting bigger. Like an well, autodidact. You
2: know, if they were like, you know, all right, name
1: a political current event, I would nail that improv song all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think, like, I have at times gone, you know what? I should look up more country. You know, it's almost funnier that David is the only one that knows about it. <laughs> just unlike the rules of comedy, just because we're kind of like, uh, I'm gonna sing a verse, I have no idea. Unfortunately, sometimes you know. country names are just funny as words, Right. so
2: you can riff off like that.
0: Or look them up on Wikipedia, like you did earlier. <laughs> I, was,
2: I was actually <laughs> pretending for
0: humor. Oh, yeah, yeah it was just something Wikipedia. about yeah, nobody yeah, actually has reception out here. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I do.
3: Damn you, Mr. Verizon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, in addition to the improv, you guys do traditional songs that um, other acts at the fair may also do. Yeah,
2: do they ever? So, have have you ever
0: avoided a song, like, in general, like, just, like, avoided adding a song to your catalog because you know someone else does it or at the least do what Matt said with the uh, set list roulette and and like oh we can't do this because well, like he oh just yeah. did so oh yeah back okay first of all
2: we resisted Danny boy for a long time yeah. just as a thing that was like too too common back the in Irish the, the yeah <laughs> back in the day um, there was an understanding between three pint shy the Crimson Pirates Philip Hull, and Ta-da. anyone else mm-hmm. that you'd generally didn't do each other's songs. Like, there was kind of a dibs. And you knew enough songs that, you know, you didn't. But what we have found is that, you know, Three Pint Shy was on the, was at here for so long and has been at other fairs for so long that, you know, things are, through osmosis, things are moving out to other bands. So there are other bands. This Hillbilly Parade, one of the guys said he saw us in a bar 10 years ago, liked the name Three Pint Shy, and named his Irish band like
1: five pints down like
2: five pints down or something like that because he liked the sound of it and so I think I've just recently realized that three pints shy in interpreting the music because we take songs but we try to make them like three pints shy to make them somewhat unique you know that we um, you know that our songs have really influenced at least sort of this region of Ren Fairs and I wasn't really aware of that but back in the day there was an arrangement that you didn't overlap songs at all right that you didn't do the same songs Um, you know which is fall apart because now that we're guest artists now that we're out and coming in we have people who are here sort of on a more permanent basis that already do those songs that a lot they did because you know David and I were in you know we're in other bands we're in Rascals and Rogues and now we're coming onto their turf where they've been doing these songs three years so there's a little bit of you know well Sure, it was inspired by us, but now it's theirs here, and so yeah. yeah. But that does happen. Basically.
0: I gotta say, other bands you were in, I miss. I miss Fools Fire. Fools so Fire. You guys only had two or three we had songs. Three songs. But... Yeah, <laughs> they were great. <laughs> oh man. Um, so here's the question that I ask everybody that's ever been on the show and ever will be on the show: mm-hmm. um, How do you guys feel about the current state of the music industry, where people tend to view music as disposable and are okay with either illegally downloading or just? paying a monthly subscription to Spotify. Like do you feel that that Spotify is the future or do you
1: think that do you wish that people would stick with CDs and I mean I probably have a different opinion of this. I mean, I I'm the old man of the group. I'd like having, you know, physically being able to cuz I've had so many computers crash that I've had to like redo my iTunes list, you know, at least five times. So I like having to physically have the CD so I can go, all right, I'm going to put that on my computer again, I'm going to put that on my computer again. It's a lot easier to actually have the MP3s, though. Yeah. The sound quality goes down, but, I mean, you know, there's something to be said for being able to have, like, 20,000 songs in the palm of your hand, but... I don't know. I like physically having a song as as opposed to... You know, Spotifying it or what have you. But I mean,
2: I, yeah, I've always been like really, I've really been intellectually lenient on on that type of stuff. You know, if someone can download it, you know, they will or they won't. There's right. a, like, will support the band, um, but even like with my photography, it comes to a similar realm. Like, I don't watermark my photos, right? I put mm. them on my Facebook, but if someone were to take them, put them elsewhere, I couldn't really stop them, but i kind of made a decision for myself that I am much more interested in presenting my work genuinely the uh-huh. way that I want it out there which putting a watermark in the corner does not work for me right. than for protecting my intellectual property and that's me as an artist But I always feel confident that, like, if something goes and sort of wrecks a certain section of my life, that I'll always be able to find another way to do it, or Mm -hmm. another way to have it. And when it comes down to it, our songs being out there, right, even if they're stolen or whatever, not that I'm advocating it because, you know, our CDs are sold because you're there, goes, oh my gosh, I want to support the band and I want to have it. But, you know, our music being out there and influential in whatever way, whether it's just like an individual in the home, you know, you know helps our popularity yeah. and helps us get work at Ren Fairs. And a lot of uh, sort of pop artists and those type of artists are doing this as well, where they're making their money more on tours right. than they are for CD sales. And that's a switch because your music is now more accessible. And the barrier to owning it is lower, but you still got to pay for a concert, right? And that's about adapting and changing. And and if you think you're going to change technology and keep someone, you know, you know, from taking something because they can share it with someone free yeah. you know I just don't know if, if you can fight that fight for that
1: long is that and I'm certainly
2: not going to alienate people who like my music yeah, yeah, you know yeah. because of the way they're doing I might give them a look. <laughs> yeah.
3: Do you have an opinion David? Well, I mean, First of all I, I always drive 20 year old cars so up until a few years ago I was still using cassette tapes uh, <laughs> but uh, with that being said I my, my, my thought of it is that I don't mind putting my art out there essentially for free because I I feel like if if I put it out there for free it's more likely to spread around. And if people like what I have to, what, what I'm doing, then they'll give me money eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 that, that's that's my been my experience if people like what they hear then they'll give me money sooner or later so better to just put it out for free so that it's more likely to spread so that way yeah. more I, people are
0: likely it's like, to hear it maybe like, like it's that's not maybe a best way to to approach like your sex life though. well
1: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of like the podcast model it's it, like you know <laughs> eventually someone will like what you and go oh
2: yeah I'll we'll give them those and, those and, those and those i will ones. say that really is like an uh on a certain level mentality because our relationship with people has to do with our personal relationship with our fans. Right. There's something about coming and seeing us, yeah. right? But I could see that, like, if we went national and Three Point Show was on the thing, that we'd be less inclined to be so forgiving, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, yeah. instead of having, like, $400,000 in downloads, you know, now we get $40 because they're doing it. I'm sure that there's a change, Probably. which might make us part of the problem, but I'm comfortable yeah. with that. Nobody yeah. thinks about us that much. Mm. Yeah. Like in the music industry.
0: Yeah. So, last question, and then you, we got to go because you guys have another show to play. wow. Oh. Um, you're playing the C- Connecticut Renaissance Fair, Labor Day, and Columbus Day weekend. Thanks for letting mm-hmm. me know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so says your Facebook. All right. Uh, Sparta Renaissance Fair in New Jersey, September 16th, 17th, and you guys will be back here the last two weekends at the New York Renaissance yes. Fair. After mm-hmm. Sparta? Yes. yes. Yep.
2: All right, I learned something.
0: <laughs> so after this run of dates, uh, what's next? Are you guys going to do more shows? Are you going to record new music? Are you going to take a break? In general, because we are
2: a very Ren Faire friendly band, when Ren Faires close down, we tend to slow down, which is also OK, because we've been performing Ren Faires now since the beginning of May. Mm. Like We've had some weeks off in August. But for the most part, from May to October, six months, we've been off going every weekend doing things. We do um, set up a plan about what to do next, how to get other gigs, and we do have that plan. But because we haven't discussed that thoroughly as a band with our manager and everyone, uh, I think I'll keep that under wraps. But there there are plans to go go, you know, to uh, have us perform through winter. But it's something you've got to look at. How much do we want to perform during these off months? Right. And each of us, that's sort of a different, you know, different thing. We all have a different, like, type of work-life balance. And, you know, do we want to get into a new market? Which is something we've been playing um, uh, cosplay. Yeah. um, Uh, My plans are to just
3: swallow a bunch of grass so that it will plug up my bunghole. And then (laughs) gorge myself on nuts and berries and then sleep (laughs) for about five months. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you know, probably, the sad
1: part is that he's probably serious. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm probably going to go back to work. <laughs> for the kids.
2: But yeah, but we were always trying to figure out like what to do next. But, you know, it's not like it's like if we could work every single day of the year, we probably wouldn't. Right. Because, <laughs> right, like, right. you know, you really want this to stay fun. Yeah. And there's only a certain amount before you're like, I just want to have a weekend where I can, like, see someone.
1: Mm. Sleep in. Okay. Stop making
0: googly eyes, David. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I guess that, that, is, that is all I've got for you guys. Let's, let's head over to the Blue Boar so you guys can play on the Thank show. You. Thanks, Thanks, a lot,
3: David. Hey. Oh, one fine day in the month of June. She's a downtown girl. She's a get around girl. I figured that'd write me a silly little tune. She's a downtown girl for sure. She likes waking up with her hair messed up. She's a downtown girl. She's a get around girl. She likes waking up with her hair messed up. She's a downtown girl for sure.
2: Well, I took her to the pub to have a pint of beer. She's a downtown girl. She's a a get around -around girl. girl.
1: She was dancing and flirting with everybody there. She's a downtown girl for sure. She She likes waking up with her hair messed up. She's a downtown girl. She's a get around girl. She likes waking up with her hair messed up. She's a downtown girl for sure. Well, we went to the regatta for to see the goings on. She's a downtown girl. She's a get around girl. I look the other way when I look back, she was gone. She's a downtown girl for sure. She likes waking up with her hair messed up. She's a downtown girl. She's a get around girl. She, she likes waking up
4: with her hair messed up. She's a downtown girl for sure. Then I went to her house to meet her mother and her father. She's a downtown girl. She's a get around girl.
3: Girl, she's a get-around girl. I figured that I'd right, me a silly little tune. She's a downtown girl for sure.
1: She's she's a girl for sure. Well, she would like to the, the get up with a haircut She's a downtown girl, she's a get-around girl. She'd like to get with everybody there. She's a downtown girl for sure. Well she would like the big enough for the going down. She's a downtown girl, she's a get-around girl. She'd like the other way when I like the was gone. she's a
4: downtown girl for sure. She's a next one must have been a man. She's a downtown girl, she's a get-around girl. When I got swing over with a headman, she's a downtown girl for sure. If you ever hold up for a help in a mirror, she's a downtown girl, she's a get-around girl.
1: She likes waking up with her hair messed up. She's a downtown girl, for sure. She likes waking up with her hair messed up. She's a downtown girl. She's a get around girl. She likes waking up with her hair messed up. She's a downtown girl for sure. <laughs>
0: And from the album, And We'll All Be, that was Three Pines Shy with Downtown Girl. I want to thank David and David and Robbie for being on the show, as well as Abigail and Sonny for being good sports, getting sort of pulled into the show and uh, middle to end and and sitting around for the rest. Uh, I also want to... uh, Send uh, wishes of quick recovery to uh, Jonathan, who's uh, recovering from those strokes, uh, as we mentioned. Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, I apologize to everybody uh, for the uh, <laughs> the sound here. Uh, like I said, like we said in the show, uh, we were recording that at the Renaissance Fair. Uh, at one of the pubs I mean, we were off to the side but uh you could still hear the gongs and the bells and uh man that one girl could uh, really project with that huzzah to the tipper i'll have to uh, i'll have to give her props when i see her again on uh, uh this weekend um so um you know you guys as as always you can you can follow uh three Pine shy they're on facebook and twitter uh i believe they're also on cd baby possibly instagram i'm trying to remember all the stuff that is listed on that sign that they put on the stage for all their shows uh creepy bard also has his own uh facebook and twitter and uh during his shows he also says you can find him on fetlife so for those of you that know what that is you can find him there uh you can follow the j bunnies music Hub podcast on facebook twitter instagram and don't forget we have a patreon now we're still a member of the uh, club kayfabe creative community that's still a work in progress but we are a part of that um and don't forget guys also industry embers uh you can follow industry embers on facebook and twitter and uh post any of your music purchases with the hashtag buy music B-U-Y, or it's buy Music B-Y-E. Um, so, like I said at the beginning of the show, I don't know when... I don't know if I'm going to get another Renfair band or not. I know that another band that I like from the Renfair, uh, the Freestylers of Piping, uh, is going to... they've just informed me that they're going to be at the fair for the next two weekends. So the weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend, September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, because, yes, the New York Renaissance Fair is open Labor Day Monday, and they will also be there the weekend of September 9th and 10th. So if I can get those guys, um, that's cool. Uh, If not, uh, maybe I can get them another time. Uh, Also, the fair itself, uh, I want to thank the New York Renaissance Fair for allowing me to come in and do... Uh, this interview, I was I was in touch with them, uh, you know, getting the the proper permissions and all that. Um, and so the fair itself, although the the different bands uh, are on different schedules and, and are not there for the whole run, uh, the New York Renaissance Fair will continue to be open every weekend and as I stated, Labor Day Monday until October 1st. So uh, if anybody is interested in checking out the fair, by all means, please come on out. Um, now I'm going to leave you guys today. Uh, with another song by Three Pines Shy, one of my favorite Three Pines Shy songs, and I was so glad when they finally recorded it and added it to their 2010 album, the Burlap album. Uh, This is the song Beggar Man. Until next time, guys.
4: One, two, one, two, three, four. I'm a little beggar man, I'm a beggar man, I'm a little beggar man, I'm a beggar man, I'm a little little beggar man, man. I'm a beggar man, man. I'm a a little beggar man.
3: I'm a little bigger man, I'm a bigger man, I'm a little
4: bigger, bigger man, I'm a bigger man. I'm a little bigger man, I'm a bigger man, I'm a little bigger, man, I'm a bigger man. Well, I'm a little beggar man, and Abino, a beggar I've been a three score and more on a single up green and known in the from the basement to the zoo and I'm known by the name of Old Johnny Do. Folks, going, it's the begging that's the best for when a man is tired, he can sit down and rest, he can beg for his dinner. Is nothing else to do when he comes around the corner with his order he could do And I met a little flaxen haired girl one day We'll get more little flaxen haired girl I had say, we'll get more a little beggar man How do you do with your rags and your bags And your old rig a Buy a pair of leggings and a collar and a tie And a nice young lady I will fetch by and by Buy a pair of goggles and a collar color them blue And an old-fashioned lady I will make over too I got the sky I got the road I got the sky high. I slept way down in the bottom of caravan and a I wet I on and I slept till the dawn with the holes in the roof and the rain coming through and the rats and the cats they were playing peek a Who should awaken but the woman of the house in a white spotty apron and a calico blouse She became frightened and I said, Boo, I'm a double baby friend I'm totally jolly too. Did I did I did dum did I dum did I I got the sky. I got the the sky. My back end. Oh, with the fees, with the great heavy sack, with the holes in my shoes, and my toes people with toothed, and scurriedly do, but I've got old Johnny do I must be going to bed for the late at night, when the fire's all raked, and out goes the lights. Now I hear the story of my old rigadoo, it's key and got me with you, I'm Johnny Dew. Hey, hey, hey. I got the sky, I got the road, I got the sky. Big Amanda.